So I'd want to put my faith in him. Next thing I'd want to do is live right. Right. And I want to do the right things. And I want to be conscious of God because Mm -hmm. in doing the right thing, in serving others, to me, that's all preparing for eternity. Yeah. And then as you live right, how... have other people see that example and that point back to God as well. Right. Because you're living your life to please your boss, your master, Jesus Christ. It was all about him. And I really think that was one of the problems that he had. He was constantly focused on himself instead of thinking about others. This is the Way to Go podcast, and we are about faith, family, and daily life. We're about taking God's word, breaking it down, making it practical to everyday living. Now, if you want to watch the show, you can actually go to Eagleville Bible Church. Just go to YouTube, type in Eagleville Bible Church. You will find it on the Way to Go playlist. But again, faith, family, and daily life. This is what we're all about. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast. I'm Bill McMahon. Along with me, Eric Barfell, both pastors of Eagleville Bible Church. Boom. Indeed. Now, right today, this is Thursday, and uh, we've just been talking about how, now it's, it is cloudy, but the sun's been popping out here in South County. It's flooding in North County. We actually just prayed for um, all the North County people, and Perola Brothers, our great friends up there, their restaurant is flooded. Uh, we're hearing the basement's flooded. We're hearing the cars totally submerged underwater. Uh, that were under bridges. I've seen pictures of cars half underwater. It's crazy. It, it is. I mean, it dropped like several inches, and I look out here, and it's not even raining. So yeah, the pavement's barely even wet out here, barely right. even damp. It's man, that's just bizarre. Wow. So that's how we're starting. Like we're actually like starting the show, and we're thinking about it, and we've got this topic we want to talk about. Which uh, there was a verse in Luke sixteen. And it was saying, basically, the people of the world are more shrewd in handling their kind than children of the light, basically. And I've often wondered about that. Like, what does that mean to be more shrewd? And so I just looked at the whole story, this parable that Jesus Christ tells, so we'll go through it. But it really has a lot to do with handling money and handling life. And I think that probably the way you handle your money has a lot to do with how you're handling your life. Very true. What do you think? Uh, Absolutely, I agree. Yeah, no, I think if you're... uh very particular, very um, planned out and budgeted. Your, right. your time probably reflects that. Your uh, like vacations reflect that. Your calendar and week-to-week stuff right. reflects that. Um, and if you're pretty free-spirited, spur of the moment, hey, your finances and life and choices right very well not always there's a little yeah but if you if you can handle your money well you probably handle your life well yeah absolutely so anyway and and there's a the first thing i want to talk about when it comes time to handling your money is this is the accountability of it now this would go also not only to your finances i would say we're going to be held accountable someday for our talent our time Mm mm-hmm Right, like how we what we do with it, mm-hmm. how we use it, kind of thing. Correct, yeah. because we're stewards. Ultimately, in the Bible, one of the things that we understand is one of the key concepts is this: we are you and I. Anybody is really a manager of what God has already given them. So, Correct. in Luke sixteen one through three, Jesus told his disciples. Now. He's telling his disciples a story. This isn't just a story that somebody pitched into the Bible as a cool story. This is a story that Jesus Christ told, and he told it for a reason. He said there was a rich man whose manager was accused of wasting his possessions. So he called him in and asked him, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you cannot be a manager any longer. And in those days, sometimes they would have absent landlords. So somebody might own a vast tract of land or mm-hmm. a farm, a vineyard. They might not even live in the region, but they owned it. 
And so they would have managers who would run it. So he's hearing, it's not like the guys there are part of the day-to-day operations. So right. he's hearing about right. it. Perhaps another disgruntled uh, servant goes and tells him what's going on, or he hears yeah. about it from a friend. But he hears, hey, I heard you've been squandering my money, and I want you to give an account. And he was so certain of it, even when he's going to get the account to find out exactly where he is, the guy's already fired. Because he said, you can no longer be my manager. It's not like, give me an account, and after the account, oh, sorry, you can't be there. He goes, give me an account because you can't be my manager any longer. So this was... uh, already substantiated somehow Mm -hmm. that this guy had really blown it. So again, I think that the important thing is for us is we're all stewards of someone else's stuff. So whatever God has given me, I have a responsibility to manage. Yeah. You've been entrusted with it. Your, your life here on this earth, your, your time here on this earth, right? All the, all the material possessions and stuff, the house, the money, the car, whatever. Like, yeah. I mean, that's why for me, it's very important that I like take care of my stuff. Right for as long as I, and also like be generous if someone needs to borrow it. Yeah, absolutely. Like, uh, uh, every year, at least each summer, I'll go on a bike ride with another, with like a youth student or two. Right. I mean, I got a couple bikes. Yeah, dude, absolutely. Borrow the bike. Let's go on a ride. Right. I don't, I, I don't, I don't want to be too stingy. I think for a time I, I, I definitely was, especially as right. a kid. Oh, I'm not sharing. I got three other siblings. No, right. like, you got to fight for anything that you have. Right. And now it's like, uh, I, I just have a different attitude. Like I try to yeah, because spread the wealth. It's share not your, anything that I have, I, I think about the land that I live on. And yes, that I pay for my land. Do I own it outright? Absolutely. For as long as I'm alive. Mm-hmm. But say someday, guess what? I'm going to die. I don't own it in for forever. Yeah. I just own it while I'm alive. Someday yeah. it's going to be passed on to someone else. And the ultimate person that gives me everything that I have is God. And that's how we look at it. So in in this story where there's a rich man, that really would stay in the place, in my mind, of you can look at that as God and and you can look at the manager as us. And God's going to come to us someday and say, give me an account Mm -hmm. for what you've done. So is my time being poured into wise endeavors? Is my money being spent on worthy things? Are my talents being poured into wise things? That to me is an important question. Yeah, it kind of reminds me of, um, uh, of the parable with the tree that's not growing; it's not producing any fruit. Yep, fruit. So we, you know, um, what's it called? Prune it. You cut. You cut the limbs right. that aren't being productive. It, I, it just kind of jogs my mind of that. Well, same yeah. Well, that kind was the one concept. too. Where oh, give me more time. The tree. Give the tree another season. If yeah. it doesn't bear fruit, like next year, we're going to cut it down. But it, right. But they did expect there's going to be fruit. Yeah, from the absolutely. Fruit tree. And and same with same with this as well. Like, how are you using your time? Are you being productive with it? Are you being fruitful with it? Is right. it multiplying um, your finances, your choices, your your whatever? So. Right. Well, this man's going to lose his job because he mismanaged what he had. Mm-hmm. Fact. This reminds me of the man who was given a talent in the Bible in another story where he's given one talent. He does not invest it. He buries mm-hmm. it in his backyard right. and he loses it. Right. Because he mismanaged what was given to him because he didn't invest it into anything that would yeah. really be helpful to others. So when I look at this, I realize I have a responsibility because I'm accountable. If I did not have a responsibility in God's eyes, I would never be accountable. How could mm-hmm. I be? Certainly. Right? You know, Certainly. The, the, the whole fact that I'm accountable shows that I'm responsible. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm accountable. So when I look at my life... It, 
I can't treat poorly or mismanage my time. I can't not listen. No one's perfect at this. I'm not saying we probably all mismanaged time. Oh, we yeah. watched a stupid movie and thought I'll never get that two hours of my oh, life. Back. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, that was really stupid. But you, you look at it and say, no, I want to, I want my time to count. I want my money to count. Mm-hmm. I want my talents to count. And to me, if I'm just investing it into myself, and doing just whatever I want to do. To me, that would be mismanagement. Oh, absolutely. Like, what what have you done for the benefit of other people? Right. Uh, where do you serve? Where do you give? Where do you, where's your generosity being placed as well? Right. Um, so on your finances, how are you using your money on your time? How are you using your time? And I'm going to get more into it later because I think even a challenge for me is, as a pastor and a minister, I have a responsibility to let's say make disciples or I have a responsibility to promote the truth mm-hmm. about Jesus Christ. I mean, there's great news. Anybody mm-hmm. can have forgiveness of sins through Christ. Yeah. That's awesome news. What am I doing to promote that or the truth from God's word? Certainly. Because it, it takes a thinking through and a realization that someday I'm going to have this conversation someday. If, if I'm not aware of the fact that there's coming a day when I'm going to be accountable that I might live lax my whole life. I might think, well, you know, doesn't really matter. It's like if you're on a diet and you know you're going to stand on the scale X number of days a week or one day a week and weigh in, you might be thinking about that all week long. (laughs) But I'm going to be standing on the scale. Or if you're getting ready for a race and you know that you want to do well, well, you got to be thinking about that ahead of time because then it's like, well, I got to practice. I got to hit hills. I got to get into a similar situation. I got to prepare. We're talking about preparation for someday standing before God. And one thing I realized too is not everyone is a good manager. And I don't think that we can assume we're a good manager because Mm -hmm. this guy was not a good manager and he wasn't doing the right thing. And I think that sometimes we just assume that whatever we do, you know, well, I have money, therefore I'm a good manager. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. I mean, I have time where I'm having fun. Okay. What's it getting invested into? Mm-hmm. What What's it going to? What? How are you helping others? Is there anything going to the Lord's work? Is and I was going like, to like, if you're doing everything for yourself because you want to, uh, I'm going to call that pretty selfish. Right. But if it's for other people, for the benefit of other people, right. um, even outside your own family, I think it's it's probably better spent in some Well, in come some back aspects. to that because we could hit social media too. I mean, how yeah. much is selfish? How much is really based right, on other people? Right. So I would say in the first three verses, I would see say accountability. We are all stewards of someone else's stuff. Mm-hmm. God has given us our talent, our time, our treasures. We have to be responsible for it. We're going to be accountable. Not everyone's a good manager, so we got we can't assume we're managing well. We have to think through it. So the next point I see is getting ready for the future. So he's going to get fired. So the manager said to himself, well, what am I going to do now? My master's taking away my job. I'm not strong enough to dig, and I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I lose my job here, people will welcome me into welcome me into their houses. So he called each one of his master's debtors, everyone. Every one of the people in debt to his, and it could have been like a tenant farm mm-hmm. that these guys were farming, so they owned a certain amount of the yeah. produce. So he asked one guy, you know, how much do you owe? 900 gallons of olive oil. The manager told him, take your bill, sit down, make it 400. Now, this would be the equivalent of a year, three years. In some cases, some of these are eight years of a person's wages, so pretty significant amounts of money. Oh, that's huge. Right. Then, then he asked the second one, oh, how much do you owe? A thousand bushels of wheat. He goes, take your bill, make it 800. So you look at what he does here and he's getting ready now. Now I'm going to make a, a jump in thinking just, just 
follow me along here. When I see what he's doing, he knows he's about to exit that job. Mm-hmm. He's cutting deals so that ultimately he said that when I lose my job here, I'll be welcome into their houses. That's what he's doing. I'm going to cut my bill, cut your bill. You're going to know I'm cutting your bill. So I get welcome in significantly. So I get welcome to your house. So I'm not living on the street because he probably lived there probably at the generosity of his boss. Mm-hmm. He didn't do a good job. He's going to lose his position. So let's look at the job as life on earth. Let's look at him leaving his job of like a person leaving the planet. Now I'm going to exit this planet. I'm not going to live here. I'm going into eternity. Because I think this could be a good analogy for that. The man is getting ready for, if you want to look at it, for eternity. I'm going to do these things so that I'll be welcome. Because even Jesus Christ says later in verse 9, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself now so that when it's gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. He's even acknowledging the way that I use my wealth now is going to have a bearing eternally. And I really think that's a crux of what some of this passage is about. I'm here now. I'm a manager of what God has given me. Someday I'm going to check out. Mm -hmm. Am I preparing? Yeah. So at least this person now, he's getting ready for the future. So I think that's part of what we're responsible to do. I think about the teaching in scripture. um, What man goes to build a tower and at first does not count the cost? Right. Like, you didn't know you needed this much materials. It was going to cost you this much, take this amount of time. Well, it's a similar concept here. Like, he knows what's coming up here. Right. And it's him without a job, without a roof over his head. Right. Without any place to go. So, what's he do? He starts planning ahead here. He starts making some moves. And this is his, his shrewdness comes into play here. And he cuts all these debts by such significant portions. Uh, what do you call it? Like winning them over right. to him. Uh, making an investment, a relational investment. So that when his time runs out at the job he might actually have a place to go. Right. Now, actually, he's got options of places to go. Right. Uh, four or five friends lined up here. And I would say the amount to which he reduced the debt would affect the amount of welcome he would get. Mm-hmm. And the amount to which we dedicate ourselves to living for God, the amount to which, and whether that's financially our time, our treasures. And by the way, some people, I've heard him say this, I'll give my time to God, not my treasures. And they forget he wants both. Okay, so I'm not. It's, this is yeah. not an either or type. When God has given right. me a talent, I invest it for Him. He's given me time, I invest it for Him. He's given me an amount of money, I need to invest some of that for Him. Not every penny. Yeah. I got to pay electric bills and yeah. save up for retirement and stuff like that. But I definitely have to have some of it going to the portfolio. Most of the time, I hear it the opposite way. I'll give God my money because I can make that back. I won't give Him my time. Oh, I, okay. I can't give that. I can't right. make more of that. But it's it's not either or. Right, exactly. so somebody somebody might say, well, I'm going to skip out on church, but I'll send them a check. Mm, yeah, precisely. I don't really want to get my precisely. hands dirty. I don't want to work. This will, I don't this will make up for it. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, there was a rich man at one point, and he had a bumper crop, and it's a very famous story in the Bible. He's got this bumper crop. It's so big that he's got to build bigger barns to house mm-hmm. the bumper crop. So he's going to store up, and he sees it, He makes a plan. This is what I'm going to do. He says, I'm going to eat, and I'm going to drink, and I'm going to be merry. Man, my ship has come in. 
I can just relax. I can coast. Everything's going to be great. Yeah. I'm going to build bigger barns. Now, never does he think, I've got a surplus. I'm going to give. I've got this much more to right. give away. He's, his attitude is, I've got this much more for me. This is all about me. This is all about my life. I'm going to keep it. And what does God say to him? Tonight, your soul will be required of you. Hmm. He's going to stand before God. Now, what becomes of all this stuff? What does it matter? Yeah, right, right. right. Think huh. about that. So he had all this time. He's going to put it away. It was all about him. And I really think that was one of the problems that he had. He was constantly focused on himself. Instead of thinking about others, he was thinking about him. Yeah. Dave Ramsey teaches there's only three things you can do with money. And the same is true with other things. Save it, spend it, and give it. Right. Don't don't save all of it. It's not what you're supposed to do. Right. Don't spend all of it. It's not what you're supposed to do. You can't give all of it away. Well, you should give some of it away. Right. You should definitely be giving. You should definitely be spending. You should definitely be saving as well. So what are we, if you were going to encourage somebody in a story like this that, hey, you know, at least he went and got, like when he was going to leave his job, someone was going to welcome him. How would you encourage somebody to be to be welcomed into eternity, to be ready for a day? Because any no one knows of us how, how long we live. What would be the first thing you would tell them to do? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to I, I want to be ready for eternity. What's the first thing we'd hit on? State the question again. I'm confused. What if, if somebody's going into eternity, what's the first thing they would say? You would say to them, because if you say to me, because we're talking about getting ready for eternity, mm-hmm. one thing that he's doing, he get was right getting with God, ready. First, first and right. foremost. That's the first thing I would do. Get right with God through Christ. I mean, that's the very first thing that I would do. Yeah. If I was getting ready and I'm trying to prepare no for eternity, there's no doubt in my mind that I want my relationship right with God. Mm-hmm. This man does not have a right relationship with his boss. Mm-hmm. He's been doing he's stuff master, that right. he he shouldn't be doing. He's doing stuff he shouldn't be yeah. doing. He's mishandling the money. He doesn't have a good relationship. He's going to get fired. I don't want to get fired by God. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. don't want to. So I think yeah, having your life right with God would be one of the first things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. So you're you're kind of implying that like perhaps this manager could have gotten it right with his master. Yeah, by living asked, right. You know, by, by yeah, by by thinking about it through the whole time you're living. I mean, through thinking about it through the whole time you're going through his mm-hmm. career. We look at his career as our life. He had a career as a manager. We have a life. In mm-hmm. this life, are we actually thinking about the way that we live, being pleasing to the boss, which is God? He's the ultimate boss of our lives. Am I pleasing him? Now we yeah. know that all men can be saved. All men can have a relationship with God through Jesus Christ who died on the cross for our sins. So I'd want to put my faith in him. Next thing I'd want to do is live right. Right. And I want to do the right things and I want to be conscious of God because mm-hmm. in doing the right thing, in serving others, to me, that's all preparing for eternity. Yeah. And then as you live right, have, uh, have other people see that example and that point back to God as well. Right. Because you're living your life to please right. your boss, your master, right. Jesus Christ. Um, so yeah. So ultimately, uh, get a, get your life right with God, right, uh, and work on that relationship, and then and then share that good news with your friends and family, right, um, that they may see your good deeds right. and please your Father in heaven. I mean, I think that you want to hear "Well done, good and faithful servant." We'll talk. We're going to do another podcast on this too, but you want to hear that someday mm-hmm. is "Good and faithful servant." Well, that's listen. That's not going to happen if you don't prepare for that to happen. Mm-hmm. You just like living life without thinking us living life some willy nilly way and just living life and watching TV and relaxing and being comfortable to me is not going to get the job done. 
there are times where I've got to be uncomfortable in serving God. There are times where, yeah, it might be hard. It, it's going to take more dedication to do the right thing than to, than to do the yeah. wrong thing. This guy's mismanaging. You know what? They say part of that mismanagement, he just neglected it. Right. One of the reasons why it was mismanaged, he just wasn't paying attention. There are times where you'll see people with a job that they have to do. They're neglecting their duty. They're just not doing their job. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good thing. For us as a Christian, I can't neglect my relationship with God. I can't right. neglect the way that I'm living. I can't do that and just like, I'll just put it out of my mind. You know how many people are out there that that's how they live? I'll just put it out of my mind when I get older, I'll think about it then. Mm -hmm. No, one thing I, I found interesting in this passage was he's being accused of wasting his master's possessions. It right. wasn't like bad business. It wasn't fraudulent. It wasn't lying. It wasn't stealing. You're just wasting it. Right. Sometimes that happens, honestly, by accident. It might sound crazy, but like you just get distracted with whatever. Like I think about time management right. particularly. Right. Um, I've always struggled, like especially through school and academics, like with just not being able to pay attention. It was very easy for me to just like waste three hours and be like, right. huh, I haven't done anything productive as far as homework in these right. last few hours. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily intentional, but like still wasteful nonetheless. Right. So I don't know. I just, there wasn't that option when I was in seminary in college. Like yeah. you didn't have that option. If you didn't stay right well, on it, because we're had working, yeah, it had to get done. I mean, it was like get after and there was always way too much to do. No, I had to More stay to up do way later. You could do it. Yeah. So you're always scrambling around trying to do it. But yeah, I would say that you can waste a lot of time. I think you can waste your resources and you can waste your life if you're not careful. This guy wasted and squandered resources. We can't afford to do it. We can't afford in this life to waste our life. We are going to be held accountable someday. That's the top part of this story is we're going to be held accountable. We're going to stand before God. Mm -hmm. We need to be ready yeah. for when that day comes. And like he says, Go use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself so that when it's gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Use your money, use your time, use your resources wisely. You guys have a great and awesome week.